Well, that was an interesting one. Arsenal won, Burnley won. Um, a cra- crazy game. What did you What did you think of it? Initial thoughts? Um, I'm still trying to digest it, really, to be honest. I've, I've just about calmed down, but I was really pissed off after the game for a small while. Um, I do think the game should have been out of sight. We had plenty of chances to um, to win the game. Obviously, questionable decisions, but you know, in the end, we should have taken our chances. Absolutely, it's an emo- it's an emotional one. It's for the first time in a while. I feel very, I'm very wound up after a game, and that doesn't tend to happen. But yeah, I'm pissed off. Just everything the way that game went, really. I'm the exact same, to be honest. Like I said last week, that the Premier League season's a write off, and I don't see us, you know, getting top four. I'd say top six at best. I know I think today has cemented that, to be honest. Mm. I'm really, really pissed off over it. Absolutely. Um, well, it's not bad for our first podcast episode because we've got a lot to talk about. It was a very interesting game. And we'll start with the uh, the Xhaka or Leno mistake. What did you think of that? Whose fault? To be honest, like I, I've seen a lot of contrasting views on Twitter and I saw a lot of people blaming Leno. No, you can fault him partly for it, but I think the majority of the blame has to go to Xhaka. Because if you review the situation again, right, you have three Burnley players around him. And they're all blocking the passing lanes around Xhaka. Xhaka doesn't take note of this, right? Instead, he shows her the ball without even looking over his shoulder. Yeah, I was gonna. Sorry, I was gonna say he was the one who actually called for the ball. It's not exactly. like passed it to him. He offered himself, showed for the ball, and did the right thing there. But in that, that position, you can't make a mistake like that because it ultimately cost us a game. Exactly, he called for the ball right without checking. And then was our fault for the mistake. Now, Leno could have booted along because obviously he's a better view of the surroundings. But my point is you shouldn't be calling for the ball unless you're sure you're in a position. No, absolutely not. Absolutely ball. not. And especially because we're taught to... Arteta's teaching the players to pass the ball out from the back. So if if Jacques is showing there, if it was Partey, it would have been fine. Leno would have passed it to him and he'd have been fine. But Jacques just mucked it up and, again, cost us a game. 100%. Um, yeah, frustrating one, frustrating one. And a mistake like that, especially in this game, shouldn't have cost us the game. We had plenty of chances. We had plenty of chances to make it 2-0. And then um, after they scored, plenty of chances. You could tell the heads dropped after the mistake. You could just tell that the mistake was playing in their minds, you know. Definitely. Incredibly nervous for the rest of the game. Body language tells a lot, you know. You could just see it straight away. Mm. Yeah, so it was after about... Well, after we came out from half-time, it looked incredibly flat and took until about the 70th minute. I can't even explain. Some, finishing today wasn't on it. Saka had a chance. Um, most twice. Pepe yeah. had two great chances. I thought both both chances to hit the post were actually unlucky. But I thought the one that Tierney cut it back, I think it was Tierney, cut it back to Pepe. That was an absolute shocker. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Um, I'm just go back to the Dejaka point yeah, like, quickly. Like, as you were saying, like we play those passes in the build-up phase like every single game, you know, and they always work. And I saw people criticizing saying we should go along more often or whatever, but how many times have you seen us score from those type of yeah, plays? Well, our first our, goal, our goal came from it. Part they played out exactly. Part they played played out the pressure and we built up and we scored, you know? And we're encouraged yeah. to play from the back and play from the back, you know, a lot like whenever we can, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So we had four big chances today and missed all four. Um and we hadn't expected goals of 2.76 to their 1.12. So if if you saw, Leno made a massive save. It could, they could have even won the game. That's a great save, yeah. He did save us in the end, you know, so you have to get... Um, so yeah, it's de- the game's definitely not on Leno. 
Um, what, what did you think of Arteta's subs in reaction to... Because um, the game was flat and things needed changing. Yeah, I didn't agree with um, the Lacazette substitution, to be honest. Even though I didn't think Odegaard influenced the game enough, I just didn't think Lacazette in the 10 role. I was surprised. I was surprised because Odegaard is that one player that even if he's not playing well, he's got the final. But it's like Ozil used to be. If you have him in the 90th minute, he's he's capable of making that final ball to Welbeck against Leicester. That's the one that sticks out to me. That's what you need um, players like that, you know, that can just create something from nothing, a moment of brilliance from nothing, you know. I just think we lacked that in the end, even though we did have chances, you know. But... Uh, yeah, I fully expected, I thought Lacazette was going to come on for Willian um, and then put Obama into the left. I'm very surprised then... Saka stayed on. I thought he looked very jaded and tired today, you know. And he, yeah, which, is enough, weird, he... which is weird because he'd just come off from a, he, he was rested last game. Yeah, so he did maybe a he's a player that plays on confidence and just when he's missing games, it hinders his momentum, really. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Erdegaard in general? It's early days, right? Like you can you can say he's adapting to the league or whatever, like, but I said before he joined on Twitter, right? Because I'm very critical of players, that's just me personally, you know. Like I do think he has the creative instinct about him, but I just don't think he, he's missing something in his game and I can't pinpoint what it is. I can't actually explain what it is because it's it's just hard. When you look at a player, right? You know, like he has final ball, he has this. It's like nothing stands out. He has everything, yeah. but there's no outstanding trade in his game. And he's got talent, but he's not a player who's going to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. He's a very passive player. So he makes a few nice passes, but he seems to be in and out of games. And yeah. It's like a reminiscent of Ozil, right? When when you watch him play, it's like he's not greedy enough on the ball, you know? And it's it's like he's controlling the tempo of the game going sideways. And I, I think he needs to take more risks, right? I need to, I, I think yeah. he needs to take more risks. Well, Bru- Bruno Fernandes, a player who takes many risks and is often criticised for it, it comes good because he takes three risks and one of them ends up being in a game-winning goal or pass. So, 100%. yeah. And I, I thought this game was definitely one for Smith Rowe because, especially with the... I don't know if you noticed, the pitch today was absolutely dreadful. I was just about to and, say it. Yeah. Like, I think that was pre-planned because if you actually like, it's a proper shot on Deitch thing to do, right? Oh, it was. It was. They spoke about it. They didn't water the pitch at half time or before the game, which yeah. I think I think is ridiculous. Obviously, there's no ruling against it, but you could see just when when players were making three yard passes to each other. Not only was the ball bobbling, it was so it was affecting the pass, but also the touch. Every time we were trying to, and I, I think partly why Xhaka didn't want to go straight back to Leno. Because had Xhaka passed it to Leno, it could have bobbled. I think it could have easily bobbled and could could have caused different problems. But yeah, it was a horrible pitch. And I I actually checked the stats today because I was interested. Burnley's record away from so most teams haven't been affected by home and away this season. But Burnley's record away from home, they are seventeenth in the league, and um, at home they're tenth now. I think. I was just about to say it's not the first time they've done that because I've heard. I think it, I think it was Sean Dyche openly speak about not water, watering the pitch before games because it suits them to a team. Yeah, I think I think Klopp had a go at it before as well. I think maybe he did. I remember someone calling it out anyway. Yeah, 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 and it's, it does. It sounds pathetic, and I said this, and and I'm glad I said this while we were winning because if you start losing or if you were drawing, and then I say, oh, it's the pitcher's fault. But the fact we were winning and I was pointing out the pitch is terrible. Every time you're making a 10-yard pass, the ball's flying in the air. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I think they're a proper rugby side, to be honest. They're very physical players. I just want to touch on um, the centre-back partnership. I thought they dealt with uh, Vidra and Chris Wood very well today. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually agree. I thought, very good, yeah. 
in both, yeah, definitely. And I think, I do think, because other, other than the goal, had it not been a freak goal, we'd have kept a clean sheet. It would have been a very controlled defensive performance. Other than at the end, we were slightly erratic when they when they had that. I can't remember who had the chance, but it was the one where Leno made that great yeah. save. I think the defence was all over the place there. But for the most part, Louise... I, I think it was Chris Wood. Yes, it was actually. It was Chris Wood, yeah. That would have been ridiculous if he'd scored a brace against us. <sighs> I thought they um they had nice spells of possession, Burnley. I I did I, t- I thought we took a while to grow into the game after the mistake again, you know, but like from about what? the minute onwards, I thought they yeah. controlled the game more than us. But then we had our chances and we had them rattled, we gained momentum, we just couldn't capitalise on it. You know? I do think I do think there's a stigma against so Premier League teams and the idea that they just play hoofball, they do. But they're a lot better at football than people think. So, 100%. especially if if you're playing, if they were playing against a championship team, they'd walk them off the park. Because if you looked at the press that caused them to the goal, that's not an accident. They weren't just all running. They were they were pressing in an organised manner, and that's what caused them the goal. 100%. But people, and people would just think that oh, Burnley are just hoofing the ball out from the fence and chasing the ball. No, I thought they played quite well today, honestly. They did, to be fair, yeah. As as you said about the press, they did cut all the passing lanes. So, like the best solution in that scenario was to go along. But obviously, it's easier to say that now when I'm sitting here in a chair analysing it, you know, than you are on the yeah. pitch. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, when we, when you cut out, when you manage to break through the early press that they did, we scored from it. So, yeah. Exactly. And yeah, people always refer to Burnley as having a low block, but today, I definitely don't think they were today. Yeah, at the very start of the game, in the first 20 minutes, I thought their line was quite high, to be honest. Like, I was, I was expecting them to j- just sit back and us control, you know, mm. the whole game, have all the possession. You know, create. I think, I think our goal definitely brought them out of that as well. It did, yeah, big time. Um, going back to the subs, so Lacazette for Odegaard was a weird one, um, but I do, I do think after he made the subs, Pepe sub seemed to make a big difference it did. for whatever reason because he really should have scored, and it was more stuff coming down the left hand side, but yeah, I think. <laughs> Frustrating. What, what did you think of the uh, the penalty? The penalty that was given. Firstly, I'll go for the penalty where it hit Peter's arm, and then hit the crossbar and went out. The second penalty is it when it was given and rescinded? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, that definitely wasn't a penalty. There's no Absolutely. argument there. You know. And I think I, I do think that's what VAR should be used for, rather than pissing about. And I don't know why it took them so long. I'm sure it took them about two, three minutes. When as soon as we saw the first view, it blatantly hit his shoulder. No one cared. Stop wasting everyone's time and overturn it. Yeah, I couldn't um, believe it. I couldn't believe it took so long. To be honest, if anything, and in the moment, I was thinking, right, are they going to award this penalty now because of the first mistake? Because I think, anyway, you know, after the game, they'll come out and say, "Oh, look, shit, I made a big error here now." Like, you know, but at in that time, in the moment, I was like, "Are they going to give the penalty?" But then I saw it was taking so long. No, no, I saw the replays and I was like, they can't give that. There'll be fierce corruption over that, you know. No, no, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, surely not for Arsenal as well. I just can't believe how unlucky we are. I feel like I feel like they were trying to find a reason to give it, but literally had because also the ref on the pitch had given it, and they're very hesitant to overturn the ref. But he got that so badly wrong, they just had to. Yeah, hundred percent. And the other, the other penalty appeal where it hit um, Eric Peters on the arm. I don't think you'll see a more stonewall penalty. Yeah, this I, said, yeah. I said it in deliberate way that it did hit Eric Peters in the arm. Pepe kicks the ball past him. It's 
I'm, I don't have any words for this anymore. He stretched his arm out to block the ball from going past him. I saw people on Twitter saying that Pepe was too close to him or something. It doesn't matter if you're too close. It's not ball to hand. His hand was in a complete unnatural position. You can't this, do that. This, you know what this I mean? is what I'm talking about. So, to me, especially, if the ball's travelling towards goal and a player blocks it with a hand, whether or not it's an accident, if it's away from their body and it's going towards goal, you're still denying a goal-scoring opportunity. So, it's a handball. 100%. Peter's denied Pepe from getting past him with his arm in an unnatural position. If it's it, if it was down by his side, it'd be different, but his arm was flailing. If that's against Arsenal, I have no... They'd always give it. I'm convinced. Do you know what I find really baffling about the whole thing? Mm. There wasn't a VAR check. Can you explain that to me? Because I, well, I think there was, but I don't think they... Well, as in, like, it wasn't a long VAR check. He checked it for, like, literally five seconds. Like, there was no pause in the game or anything. Yeah, no. yeah, I know what you mean. And it was well, a, it was a big incident. Like it was, a, it could have been a big turning point of the game. Things like this, I've always thought, why not just show the ref? Yeah. Because the ref can take responsibility then and say, "I need a second look at it." Have a second look at it, and if he thinks, "No, I made the right decision in the first place," fine. But I think with with all cases, if VAR wants to give something big like that, it it makes such a big difference. Why not just show the ref? Hundred percent. Three minutes on the second decision, overturning it. All they need to do is say, "Right, we're unsure. That looked like it hit his hand." Right, ref, do you want to go to the monitor quickly? Take thirty seconds. Come back. Make your decision. Everyone will be happy. Exactly. Those pitch side monitors aren't used enough at all. You know, I just don't know what they're there for. The ref, yeah, need, the ref needs to have more influence. I've always said VAR, right? VAR is a great concept. It's a great idea, but it's just been introduced completely wrong. You know. It's the people behind it are our fault, not the actual, you know, proposition. Oh, absolutely. Well, VAR just needs to help the ref. Exactly. Because the ref clearly got that handball, the Peters handball where it hit his shoulder. He clearly got that wrong. If he watched that on, on the monitor, he would instantly, he'd have one view and be like, okay, sorry, I got that wrong. I thought it hit his arm. The same with the Peters one where he stuck his arm out. I think if you showed the ref straight away, watch that again, he'd be like, actually, no, that did hit his arm. Yeah. I don't know. Because refs are always hesitant to overturn each other because they don't want to discredit. They're all part of the same organization, is what you're trying to say. Like, you know, they're, exactly, exactly. exactly. They're all they're all linked. But like, if he was to, um, I was going to say, if he was to, I'm I have to forget what I was going to say. Just move on. Sorry. That's no, it's all right. Um, and then final sub was Sabios for um Partey. To be honest, I think the sub worked fine. I was surprised. I thought it'd be Jacka taken off, but um. Yeah, maybe it's part of his fitness. I don't think that sub made a great impact on the game. He was very unlucky not to score, to be fair, Sabayas. Yeah, he was. Uh, again, on another day, we could have scored three, four goals. It was like that, ping pong at the end. Uh, just unlucky. And I thought the Burnley defenders defended brilliantly. Did, Some of the blocks, Me and Tarkovsky were brilliant in particular. They literally blocked mm -hmm. everything, you know. So you have to give credit. Who, who would you give man of the match? Man of the match. It's, I suppose it's going to have to go to a Burnley player, like you know, because of how, mm. how well they defended in the end. So I'd probably give it to uh, Tarkovsky. Yeah, I'd go Ben Me, but I think he, both of them were because I think Tarkovsky actually made a mistake for Aubameyang's goal, which um, I thought was terrible defending. To be honest, he was never going to go down the line, um, and they Matt Lowton showed him on the inside. Tarkovsky went to cover him. I mean, it wasn't a good save either. So there were about three mistakes in that. Yeah, it was poor. He got beaten on his near post very easily. I thought that race at the time. But yeah, speaking of speaking of mistakes, if you look at our recent games, 
they've all been they've all been decided by mistakes. We've got five out of six game, goals we've conceded have been mistakes. It's this game was a Xhaka mistake. The uh, Leicester game was a Xhaka, Mari, and Elneny mistake. The um, Benfica game was um, Savias gave away the free kick which they scored. Whether that's a mistake or not, it's not to do with good or bad defending. It was a cynical foul. Like, do you know, there was no need to do it. You know? Yeah. Um, he made the other mistake where he headed it back to goal um i can't remember the leeds game the man city game rob holding let five foot seven sterling win a header against him which is why i'm a strong supporter of arteta because the problems that we're suffering at the moment aren't down to the system the same the same way i support graham potter because i think the phases of play the structure the build-up i think it's all there it's just small differences, like not being clinical in the final third. We could have won. We could have won three 0 today. Hundred percent. I said there since the upturn of farm, like the games have been like fine margins, you know. The games we've dropped points and and they've literally mostly been let down by individual moments of stupidity, mm. pretty much, you know. So, yeah, I worry. I'm worried about the game, the Spurs game next week. It's a big week ahead, you know. One does go out the window. I think. I think we'll be all right in the Europa League, and I do think that type of game suits. Um, Erdegaard in the against Olympiacos. Yeah. But I think Erdegaard will struggle against Spurs. I don't because he's not the sort of player. I think he'd he, he's easily marked out of the game. And once you mark a number ten, then all the passing lanes are gonna come from wide, Tierney and whoever the right back is. And uh that's Spurs' bread and butter. They'll have Eric Dyer and Davinson Sanchez or whoever. Just it, it, they did it in the last game against us. Yeah, they let us have all the ball. And we just kept crossing it in and they were just heading it out. Yeah. And a few people said, oh, Arsenal played quite well when the, we were just playing into Spurs' hands. That's exactly what they wanted exactly. us to do. That, that's, you know, Jose, that's Jose to a T, you know, he wants you to have all the possession. So that's what they do in training. They practice transitions and counter-attacks all the time. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see it on the pitch because their their patterns of play when they're on the counter is just, it's so sequenced, you know. You can see it yeah. clearly. It, it's mm-hmm. not luck. Yeah, and uh, do you think... I just think Arteta, Arteta and Mourinho are a bad matchup. Arteta seems to get the better of Ole. He even against Klopp and Pep, he seems to do alright. But for whatever reason, I still don't think he's beaten Mourinho. He hasn't. I think we've lost twice, if I'm not mistaken. Under we lost one nil. We lost two nil, and then I feel like we may have drawn. It was three times. Did we lose two one? No, I remember when Lacazette scored a goal at Spurs last year? That that screamer of a goal wasn't that two one. Yes, sorry, that was 2-1, not 1-0, because Alderweireld scored that header. Yeah, that was it. But it was a bit of a dead rubber game for us, because, but still. Do you think um, it was the right decision to start Willian over Pepe today? Um, I do. Um, it, well, it partly does depend on what's going to happen in the Europa League midweek. Yeah. But I think it was related to Pepe was never going to start on the right, so Pepe would have started on the left. Yeah. Um, And... A lot of people have, we have seen Pepe on the left, but that's been with um, Cedric, and yeah. a lot of people haven't aren't thinking about that. So Cedric's obviously taking the inside space and Pepe the outside. That's it. When Pepe's on the same, he 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 needs time to adapt to that. And again, Willian was good last game, so I think it'd have been harsh to drop either of them. Um, and he got the assist. Either way, yeah, I think maybe Pepe would have done a slightly better job. But if he's playing midweek, then um, I think it's I'm happy with the decision. Yeah. Uh, something I was a bit confused about was Callum Chambers starting. Yeah, it was a strange one, to be honest. I don't. 
I just I felt like it was a game for Cedric, and he apparently has just been he was just rotated. He wasn't in the squad for rotation reasons. Um, I didn't see that no at all. Yeah, but I can see why you're not looking at Bella in here. But um, someone talked about um, the reason why we started Chambers was when Pep has played against Burnley. He played at Laporte left back, so I think it was something to do with the build up. I think we're building up in a three-two-five. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, it's like three full, uh, three centre backs at the back. Yeah, yeah. So I think Chambers was centre back more often, but he did. Yeah, he got forward and he played all right. Yeah. So it's hard to judge. As I say, we should we should have smashed him today. You took the words out of the mouth with the, the. Oh, your mic's cut out, I think. I've lost you. You might have just knocked your mic. Nice. Yeah, you're back. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. Just disconnected yeah. me there for a second. Sorry. Right. Apologies. Uh, where were we? Uh, you were saying about the William. Oh, did you not hear anything I said? No. No. Okay, I was just saying, like, the balance was right because you have, you know, Ch Chambers and Saki, you have a right footer and a left footer. And then you have yeah. Tierney and you have Willian and you have a left footer and a right footer. So I think it helps the balance when you have, let's say, the full back overlapping and you have the other two drifting inside, then, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Arteta's yeah, Arte got very specific profiles that he wants in positions. 100%. And, um, well, hopefully we'll see Pepe midweek because I did think he was good, even though he... He wasn't scoring his chances. He got into the right positions, and I, yeah, I do think he's definitely got something to offer the club. Yeah, I've I've been um, I've been very pleased with him since the um, since the Leeds red card. To be honest, I think he's put his head down. He's working a lot harder, you know. Yeah, and I think a lot of people can criticise Arteta for the way he's been managing him, but criticise it all you like. But it seems to have worked. It seems to have he seems to have put his put his head down and started working harder. So yeah, what do you um, think of uh, Pablo Mari? <sighs> His I don't think I don't game. think he's a long term start. In certain situations, I think he's very useful, like games like this. Exactly. But against um, teams that count, I'd rather Gabriel be starting against Spurs than Mari. I'm just saying, when you're up against, you know, the likes of Chris Wood or Vidra or you know, just physical teams, you know, who's who are going to have physical players around the box yeah. all game, he's ideal for those. But when you have runners and like you saw against was it City, I think Sterling, Sterling sent him for a fucking hot dog, you know, like yeah, you can't yeah. have him with runners. It's, it's about it's about composure. Mari is far more composed a player than um, Gabriel, and he he does sometimes make up for his. Well, he caught up with um, Vardy, didn't he? Was that Mari? Did, yeah, it was Mari. Mari yeah, Vardy. So I think it's good, but he's just very slow off the blocks. Yeah, he's excellent. Uh, but I'm yeah, I'm very happy with him as a squad player. 100%. And I again, with going going back to our centre backs, I thought David Luiz was really good today. It was yeah, um, but. It is what it is. We go on to the next one, Olympiacos. Hopefully, we see our strongest team out kill the game in the first leg. Although, I wouldn't be shocked if we see rotation going into the Spurs game. Yeah. But right now, for me, it's all eyes on Europa League. The focus should be on Europa League. We should see our best eleven now on Thursday. Absolutely. You know. Hmm. Uh, interesting Ooh, question got... for you. Or do you mm -hmm. have a question for me? Uh, no, you can go first. Oh, I was just going to say, what's your, well, what would be your starting eleven for the Olympiacos game? Leno in goal. Mm -hmm. um, I think Bellerin back into right back. Yeah, I can agree with that. David Luiz and Gabriel centre backs. Yeah. Um, Tierney left back. 
Yeah. Partey and Jack is still the still our best pivot. Yeah, they, are, they, they work. They work well together. You know, it's just a stupid mistake again today. And then Saka, Erdegaard, Pepe, Aubameyang. Yeah, I, think. I can agree. I think I think the team selection today was spot on. To be honest, you know, I just think we just didn't take our chances. So I'd go yeah. with the same team, just Pepe and for William. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and my next question was off topic, but I saw I just saw this on Twitter. Um, was a it was a Wolves, sorry a Wolves player Johnny has there's an FPL Insider account where he. I don't know. He he's in leagues with professional footballers, so he sees who they're bringing in and out of teams. And Johnny took out um, William Jose and put in uh, Ollie Watkins from Aston Villa, who they're playing today. So this is on fantasy football now. You're saying is it? Yeah, yeah. So he took out his own player and brought in the opposition player who's playing him today. And what it's... do you think? And this has been like spread. I haven't seen this at all. Like, so this is uh, yeah, yeah, no. It, it, but yeah, I just saw it today, and I think personally that professional football is the same way. You're not allowed to bet. I don't think they should be allowed fancy football. There's because if Ollie Watkins scored today from a Johnny mistake, there'd be huge eyes on why that's happened. Um, and I don't think there's any reason why football players need to have FPL accounts. Yeah, it's very strange, to be honest, especially when you're in the same league as the teams are going to be playing against. You know, you're competitors. You're competing for the same thing, you know? Yeah, it's like well, it's like betting against your team to lose. Exactly. I, I did see something, actually. Um, I, saw, I saw Patrick Bamford. I think he triple-captained himself and he scored a hat-trick. It could be a mistake. I know it was either a brace or a hat-trick, but he did captain himself a few weeks ago. I think yeah. he was a triple-captain. To be yeah, and and in that case, sometimes you might think, oh, is he going to be more selfish because he's captain? Exactly, himself? you know, it's it's a psychology thing. Like that's yeah. strange, though. Though why is why is he have to put in Watkins? Hmm, it's a weird one. So Very keep weird. your eyes out later if Watkins scores, and then we know who to blame. Anyway, um, I think that's everything we've touched on. Yeah. Basically, frustrating game, one all, deserve to win. Put it put the game down to individual mistakes and bad finishing. And I don't think we're going to blame Arteta no, for this one. No, Arteta's fault. This latest, he got the team selection spot on the way we played us. You can't fault it. We created chances. We had chances. We just didn't take them, you know. So it's not the coach's fault. But we've got to put it behind us. And All is on Thursday. Straight on to the next one. Biggest game of the season so far. Yeah. Right. I'll catch you later. Good chatting to you. You too. In a bit. In a bit. Bye.